Hello and welcome to Ask the Therapist. Today I'm talking with Claudia Smith, who works in nutrition, functional medicine and is a positive psychology coach. Claudia works with women to help them improve their mood and mental health through their diet. Claudia's career has stemmed through a personal journey of experiencing a severe depressive episode when she was in her 20s. Claudia didn't have antidepressants and she didn't have CBT, but she's found solid recovery through changing her nutrition and how she moves her body and through mindfulness. Claudia also has a podcast called Better Mental Health Podcast. I'd really highly recommend it. In a few weeks time, she's going to be interviewing me and that should be available for a listen. I hope I give as much value to her podcast as she did today. I found the our conversation so enjoyable and I learned so much and I hope you do too. I think ultimately what we talk about is that depression is treatable, it needs a very holistic approach and there are so many routes to getting better. So I hope it inspires people to make changes to their diet and improve their nutrition because our brains and our bodies are very linked. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Well hello Claudia, welcome to Ask the Therapist, it's lovely to have you here. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I really look forward to having a conversation with you. So we met on Instagram and have been following each other for a while now. And you have a really interesting job. Could you tell us about what you do? Yeah, it's, it's one of those jobs where you can't just say, I'm this, and people will know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I like those kind of jobs. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a nutritional therapist, yeah. and within that also a functional medicine practitioner. Okay. Um, and I, I'm also a qualified coach. And in my work, um, I specialize in mental health, so particularly depression, but also anxiety, um, so I really look at those two um, mental health conditions from a functional medicine perspective. So that means digging deep into, okay, why might this person be experiencing those conditions? So for example, I'm, I've lately been working uh, with a client. She's in her early thirties and she came to me predominantly because she was um, struggling with low mood, anxiety, that tightness in the chest, but also fatigue and headaches and sinus congestions and skin problems. Lots of things going on. Exactly. And that's often the case. You know, it, I think it's quite rare that somebody would just struggle from, say, depression and have no other symptoms. With my work, I then try to identify what might be going on in that person's body because really my work is all about the mind body connection so and it's yeah. so interesting isn't it because I wouldn't have thought if people struggling with mental health problems would have thought I'll go and see a nutritionist yeah 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 exactly it sounds a bit weird and um, whenever I say I'm a nutritional therapist sometimes people think okay it's just about diet right but it's actually yeah. about so much more it's about connecting all the various symptoms that somebody has and trying to understand why do they have those symptoms in the first place so for example i see um signs of uh, i see low mood and fatigue and say headaches as signs that, that your body is trying to tell you your body's trying to tell you that something is out of balance right um so then with my work we then very much focus on 
lifestyle interventions. So yes, using nutrition, but also using um, sleep, you know, improving your sleep, mm. moving your body, taking the time to rest and relax and really restoring um, healthy stress response. Um, so that's in a, in a very small nutshell, kind of what I, what I do with my work as predominantly a nutritional therapy practitioner. So it's a very holistic approach to kind of working with people. Can you tell us about some of the common ways you might support people? Yeah. So it's quite comprehensive. So we always start with just two hours, my client and me, and we go over everything that has happened in their life and with their health Mm. right from birth onwards we even cover what their family members are struggling with health wise wow yeah all these things are connected say if you Mm. if you're struggling with um say rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune condition i ask whether there's other autoimmune conditions in your family um Mm. or if you have allergies right did your parents struggle with allergies or were there certain skin conditions and is for example um if you're struggling with hay fever you're much you have a higher risk of developing depression later on isn't that interesting is this because of inflammation is it inflammation in the body yes why yeah i mean the research isn't entirely clear Uh, we're still learning so much about this but yes um there's quite a bit of research out there now saying that certainly with a lot of people depression is linked to chronic low-grade inflammation within the body Mm. and again that's why it's so important not to just see mental health as something that is happening purely in the mind and in fact um there's a brilliant practitioner i follow he teaches other practitioners like me more about functional medicine and he says have we forgotten that we have a neck right your your mm. head is connected to your body yes so important isn't it and i think mental health does need to be moving forward into this holistic approach yes. so it's amazing you know it, it's brilliant that people are kind of contacting you and saying I need to change my diet and lifestyle because of my mental health so obviously that message is starting to get out there yes exactly and then so people come to me and we have that initial consultation and then and then we make make a plan right what could they what could they do first of all to help them feel just a little bit better yeah um and maybe that might be working on their gut health. Mm. So it depends on each case is unique. Each client is unique. Mm. I, you know, I couldn't, if somebody said to me, okay, so what can you recommend if somebody has depression? I can't just say do, do X, Y, and Z, and then you'll be fine. It's actually looking at, I look at the whole person at the whole picture of their health history their life, their lifestyle, and all the symptoms that they're experiencing. And then really trying to understand, okay, what could move the needle forward a little bit there? So sometimes sometimes we actually start by looking at gut health and digestion because I could be giving you the best diet advice and you could be following that and you could be eating, you know, the most nutritious and really a really expensive diet. But unless your body can actually break down your food and then absorb the nutrients, you're not going to get the full benefit from yeah. it. About 70% of serotonin is made in the gut. So the feel good. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's 80 even. Is it? Yes, yeah. exactly. I think it's more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So your gut health. And again, this, there has been so much research 
on this lately, but they're still looking into it, right? We still don't know everything. Um, mm. But your gut health is deeply deep linked to every other system and organ in your body, and that includes your brain health. Mm. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I've seen real improvements by helping people improve their gut health and their digestive function and the state of their microbiome, you know, all the, all the microbes that live inside yeah. your gut. And people have, have noticed that they then feel calmer and more, more in control and their mood is more stable and they have slightly better energy. Um, so yeah, it, it really, with each client, it's different what we initially focus on, but then I always support them over the course of a few months because you know, I think we're also used to the, the quick fix. We all want yes. a quick fix, right? Yeah. We all want to be given the pill that will make us happy. Mm. But I think most of us know that is not the case. And I'm, I'm not against, say, antidepressant medication. Not at all. I think they can be lifesavers, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Exactly. But I think we need to dig deeper and try to understand why am I feeling like this? And yes, sometimes it's stressful life events. Absolutely. I would never dismiss that. Um, sometimes there's traumatic things that have happened but mm. even those things affect the health of your body as well you know stress can trigger say inflammation stress mm. can affect your digestion um, stress could be causing your headaches stress could be stopping you from sleeping well and then you know any of you out there listening with young children if you're not getting enough sleep your mental health is going to suffer we all know this right um yeah, so it's such a big picture, isn't it, in the way we help people get better and recover from depression. And, you know, I suppose most people that have had depression would know that the way it came on and how it developed is such a journey and a process. Yes. It didn't happen overnight. It yes. builds up and there's all these changes over such a long period of time. So I suppose to reverse it, it just takes time. Exactly. Exactly that. So I always say to my clients, it was probably a combination of things that got you ill and mm. likewise it's going to be a combination of things that will make you better again and and that that's really Absolutely. that lies at the, yeah that lies at the bottom of my work really the sort of main philosophy absolutely yeah. and i totally that's probably how i work as well it's that everybody's mm. so individual and it you know takes a multitude of things little bits and little changes in lots of different areas and i know that i always advocate that my you know quite a lot of my clients that they see a nutritionist and get that nutritionist support and when they do they it just kind of ramps up their treatment you yeah. know i've seen that happen again and again and again and obviously my expertise is in mental health, not nutrition. So I can't give that support. Mm. Although I wonder down the line if I'll, you know, having some nutrition um, education is going to be important for therapists because yeah. I don't think we can ignore this going forward. The evidence yeah. is growing. Yeah, exactly. And then just the other way around for me, yeah, I always encourage people where, when I feel the need for say talking therapy or CBT or, you know, compassion focused mm. therapy, I always encourage my clients to seek out help in that way as well. If, if they, if they are willing to, because yeah, mind and body are connected. If you work on both, um, yes, at, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, you're going to feel so much better. Completely. Yeah. And what was your journey into becoming interested in nutrition? Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? When we look back, we can sometimes see actually the start really early on. So, mm. um, 
it started for me really when I was a teenager. I was always inter interested in food and healthy, healthy eating and healthy living and biology and the brain and psychology. Mm. Um, so it started then. But really what um, got me to do this work is my own journey with health or really rather my own journey with poor health. Um, oh. So when I was um, in my early 20s, I was struggling with major depression, really, really oh bad gosh. depression. Yeah, um, it was a tough time. Um, mm. And, you know, I struggled with all the classic sort of symptoms, not being able to get out of bed, feeling incredibly low, not oh. being able to feel any positive emotions, um, lacking hope, not being able to really recognize myself in the mirror and just feeling incredibly unhappy but I was also struggling with fatigue and um, really bad eczema all over my body. Oh, and I was, it was really bad. And I had um, really bad hay fever and I had really bad hip pain. And, you know, I was in my early twenties. Um, Did you know what was going on? You must've been terrified. You know, it was, yes, exactly. It was terrifying. Um, I didn't, know what was going on and I think when you don't know what's going on that's the bit that terrifies Scary. you yeah, yeah exactly and you know I was 21 22 so yeah. you think okay if I'm feeling like this now how yes. much worse is this gonna get right yeah absolutely yeah and um was there much support um sort of so I went to my GP twice when I was at a really low point twice um mm. and i had um i was given an antidepressant medication and i tried it both times but it didn't really do anything for me mm. um i also um tried talking therapy but mm. it just i think the therapist practitioner well the, the, the counselor and i i think we just didn't we didn't gel mm. right we weren't the yeah. best match um but then not long after that um is when i stumbled into nutritional therapy so i was looking through my husband's bookshelf we were we weren't married then um and i hadn't mm. looked through his books back then and i looked through and there's this big red book called the optimum nutrition bible somebody called patrick holford yeah. and i started looking at this and that's when the light bulb moment really came and i realized hey actually all these symptoms that i'm getting so the everything around my mood and my mental health, but also the incredible fatigue and the million food intolerances, the reactions to food that I just, mm. that were really stressing me out. Um, difficulty sleeping, the joint pain and the oh. bad skin and the hay fever. I suddenly realized, hey, all these things are connected. Mm. Um, and there's a way forward and a way out of this by looking at your nutrition and looking at what is actually going on in your body and then trying to heal that, trying to address those root causes, which is what functional medicine yes. is all about, addressing root causes. Um, and yeah, so that book sparked really my, my big passion for this field. And then so I... So did you start making changes to your diet and seeing differences, exactly. did you? Exactly, exactly that. So changing my diet was the very first thing that I did, really, mm. when I look back now. And the difference it made was incredible, incredible. Wow. And really quickly as well, really, really quickly. Um, within just a few weeks, I was feeling better. It wasn't just my an overnight. Gosh. Yeah, it wasn't an overnight success. Yeah. But when you've been ill for 
you know, a year, maybe two years to just feel a little bit better. That's it's just phenomenal. Need. Yes. Okay. Yes. It gives you that hope and that yeah. motivation to then add another thing that will. So in my mm. case, the next thing that kind of then that came after focusing on my diet was moving my body. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's so much research out there now on the benefits of exercise on mental health you know I won't absolutely go into yeah, yeah exactly and then little by little I was kind of creating my own upward spiral right we all know about the downward spiral yes but yes so one thing leads to another and we get stuck in this downward spiral and things get progressively worse but there is also an upward spiral and in my own journey I can see nutrition started this upward spiral for me and then I I felt better just by say cutting up the sugar from my diet or or when I say cutting out I just mean really reducing the sugar in my diet yeah I was going to ask was it something you put into your diet or something that you take out because when I've seen a nutritionist I've always been very happily surprised that instead of kind of taking away lots of things from me they yeah. she's actually added in lots of things and I was like I can eat even more that's great yeah but more exactly. of the better stuff and then because you go and you think oh this is going to be such hard work and I'm going to be really restricted and it's just not at all so so did you add in or take out both probably but you're absolutely right I think there's this fear that you're going to go and see a nutrition therapist and you're just going to hate the experience um (laughs) (laughs) but no absolutely so yes I did definitely reduce my sugar Um, but that's that was after I realized what it was doing to me to my own health, my physical and health. So when you realize, hey, if I eat this, then I'm going to feel like this. Actually, you're not going to want to feel like that anymore. So what's the yeah. bigger price to pay, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a, a lot of these things. Like I had to, um, I have a big, used to, used to have an issue with cream eggs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> after a while, my nutritionist helped me, kind of really helped me understand what was in the cream egg and what it was doing. And once I, it was just a habit, something that my mum used to buy them for me as a treat when after school. So yeah. it, it was like something that I'd automatically done and just thought, you know, I, but now I don't even miss them and they're too yeah. sweet they're horrible yes. it's just you know <laughs> so that, never thought yeah. I'd get there but <laughs> yeah yeah and that's exactly that so when you change your diet your taste buds can change and then when yeah. you eat something like a cream egg you eat it and go oh my goodness why did I never notice just how sweet this was um, yeah yeah. yeah so it's just playing around with things and yeah, taking exactly. things out and putting them in and experimenting exactly. yeah but yeah like you say it's very much about actually making food joyful and mm. understanding that you know nutrition provides the building blocks for your body yeah. for your for your brain including your brain and when you realize hey actually i am i'm helping my body here i'm 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 on this journey to get better and nutrition is a big part of that and then, like I said before, you know, you're going to start to become aware. If I eat like this, I'm, I'm more likely to feel like, like this. And then, say, for yeah. example, if I have a diet that's quite high in sugar and is lacking protein and hasn't got much veg in it and maybe rich in processed foods, which basically is the typical Western diet, right? Yeah. Then um, I might feel really tired. My PMS can get really bad. Uh, my skin has loads of breakouts. I mm. have... Um, more food reactions my gut is unhappy and my mood drops and I feel more anxious and agitated and irritable 
Mm. Um, when you start to make that connection, then actually that is just such an incredible source of knowledge and yes. um, motivation for you to then go, actually, it's not worth it. And I'm just going to tweak my diet a little bit. Sometimes I think for some people, they're all or nothing. And then they just really go, okay, I'm going to stop eating like that. And they just make massive changes. Whereas for mm. some other people, it's more gradual and that is just as good. Yeah. Um, but like you say, making sure that actually food is a source of joy. Food is, food is joy and food is love and food is connection. Yeah, it's, it's such yeah. a big part of what you do and socialize yeah. and, and yes. you know, connection with other people, isn't it? So that my approach has definitely been more drip, 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 adding yeah. things in, kind of go, you know, yeah, yeah. going, yeah. getting a bit more advice, learning a bit more. It's been, yeah. a, I, I know it's kind of an integral because I have the, an underactive thyroid, so I have got mm. a couple of autoimmune diseases mm. and, um, and celiac and um so it's you know this is going to be a lifelong kind of process for me i think our knowledge about food is changing so much isn't it yeah. and, you know and it's been i've found just a drip 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 little changes noticing the difference going a bit further you know yeah it's, it's made a huge difference i, I exactly yeah. felt better without it i really couldn't so. that's great yeah that's really great to hear and i think the other thing that's difficult with nutrition is there's so much conflicting advice out there oh it's so confusing it's yeah. it's almost you know i know when with um when i was diagnosed with celiac going around the supermarket and just i, I just felt really upset for a good few yeah. weeks because i couldn't understand it was like it just I mean, it's frustrating to see everybody just chucking everything in the basket and and then mm. when you learn about nutrition I'm like I've got about two aisles that I can go down but then you know I have moved past that and then it kind of you you kind of your understanding opens up a bit more but yeah yeah no I totally appreciate that I mean I live on a small island, so we don't have yeah. a big supermarket here. But if I go to the mainland and go to a supermarket, yeah, you're right, Bex. There's entire aisles. I don't even need to go into them. <laughs> I know, I know. And it just, I just feel like we're so misled by I know. companies. With, yes. You know, I've been so upset with I th really thought I was making good choices. And then mm. I've gone to see the yeah. nutritionist and she's like, no, I know it says this on the packet. But, yeah. you know, she basically now, if I don't, can't read the labels, I don't eat yeah, yeah. it because yeah if it's yeah. that bizarre and a site looks like a scientific experiment it's better not in your body exactly and i think really when it comes down to it with nutrition just think how we used to evolve what kind of diet we used to have i'm not yeah. necessarily talking about paleo here but if you're really confused skip the supermarket and go to your farmer's market and go mm. to the butchers and go to the fishmongers and go yeah. to your local bakery mm. um yeah, like even just that, going to get your veg from the farmer's market. Um, oh, lovely. Going yeah. to get fresh meat from the butchers, if you eat meat. Mm. Going to get local eggs. Mm. Yeah, going back to our roots, right? Um, yeah. It's a very different way, the way culture pushes us and we're all so busy. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, know. yes, exactly that. We are all too busy and that's yes. not necessarily our fault. No. Yeah. No, it's the way culture pushes us, isn't it? But hopefully, yep. as the more people understand about how important nutrition is, that will start to to change. So, yeah. can you can you explain how nutrition supports our mental health? Yeah, so it does it in lots of ways, really. So, mm. like I said, nutrition provides the building blocks for our for our body, mm. um, and your mental health is very much linked to your body. So. 
there are real um, key nutritional deficiencies that you know research studies have confirmed they are linked to say depression in particular but also this one's um, linked to anxiety so that's you know that's nutrients you find in your food so your, mm. your body can make certain nutrients itself but others you have to have from your diet um, mm. and if you're lacking in them say vitamin b12 or b6 or magnesium or iron or folate you can well end up deficient you are going to end mm. up deficient which is very very common these days because of the way we eat and because of our farming practices um, stress can deplete nutrient stores um, and then you can feel that effect in your mental health um, absolutely yeah i've yeah. seen a few clients come to me with depression and it just doesn't fit the normal course of depression uh-huh. so i'd yeah. recommend they have a, a full blood test from their gp and it's the b vitamins is it i can't mm. remember which one it is but yeah. they, they have the injections and then they have some tablets and they just feel completely different yeah that would be vitamin b12 b12 yeah. that's it isn't it and yeah. um i can kind of spot it now but sometimes it's difficult to spot but now you know somebody could be put on antidepressants and all sorts of things mm-hmm. and actually it's just mm-hmm. um a vitamin i know absolutely transforms people i know it's it's crazy it is really crazy and if people if people don't know about this connection you know you can go down the wrong path and you the worst of all you can think that there is something fundamentally wrong with you with depression you know you know depression is like wearing dark glasses and it distorts your perception of everything so you think something's really badly broken and there's no light at the end of the tunnel as a symptom of depression so with other things feeding into it and i think what we need to remember is that the gps our general practitioners have a very limited toolbox they just and very tight on time exactly exactly seven minutes or something exactly Exactly. And that's not their fault. It's the fault no. of the system again, isn't it? But Absolutely. Because I yeah. think they could be saving themselves an awful lot of money if they did just did the blood test and did a full screening and stuff and kind yeah. of spent a little bit more time. But oh, that's fixing the NHS. Is a, it's another podcast, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a big topic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it really is. But yeah, like back to the question of what can nutrition do? So mm. nutrition deficiency is one thing. Yeah. But it's also about yeah, it's so much, obviously, about what you eat um, and, and how you eat it as well. So talking about the balanced diet and why that's so important, there's something called blood sugar imbalances. And if you have if you have an unbalanced diet, so if you're lacking protein, you are lacking um, healthy fats and you're lacking fiber and your diet is quite high in sugar, your blood sugar levels are going to go up and down. And those peaks and troughs of your blood sugar levels can cause symptoms that resemble depression and anxiety as crazy as this mm. sounds yeah there's a lot there's also um food intolerances or you know even things like celiac often classic symptoms people associate celiac, celiac disease with just gut related symptoms but actually it can affect you in so many other ways as well including your mental health yeah it's I, about- yeah i remember when i was diagnosed i went to see i think just after i'd got the diagnosis to i went to see my nutritionist and she and i was talking quite negatively about it and she said even the way you're talking now is probably uh-huh. a result yeah. and it a few weeks later once it was out in the system I just I could look back and think I don't think like that now I don't uh-huh. I'm not as dark it definitely yeah. was impacting my mood but I didn't realize because yeah. it just creeps up on you doesn't it yeah yeah exactly and again unless mm. 
you've been told somewhere or you've read somewhere that something like celiac disease can affect your outlook on life and your mental mm-hmm. health and your way of thinking, you're going to think that there, there must be something really wrong with you in your life that you need yeah. to fix or that it's yes. about you and that you're never going to get better. It's, it's powerful. Nutrition yeah. is really powerful. I've done yeah. a lot of work with that balancing out the sugars as well. Cause I used to, I, I yeah. really like my food yeah. and um, I, I was eating in a way where my blood sugars would spike and then drop. Yeah. I get absolutely angry or hangry yeah. as they call it. And yeah, yeah. like, I go like a crazy woman and have to stuff loads of rubbish in my face. And yeah. now I've always had protein with stuff and then but I don't get it anymore. And it's, yeah. it's very good. I'm a nicer person to be around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's incredible. And I think also just remembering, I think we, we underestimate just how important food is for us because, mm. you know, if, and water is a part of that. If we stop yeah. drinking water, we're going to be dead in just a few days. Uh, <laughs> and if yeah. we eat, if we stop eating food, we're going to be dead in just a few weeks, right? Um, we need it. It's not there to sort of threaten. I didn't say that to threaten you, but just to point out your body needs it. Your body wants to be healthy. Your body wants mm-hmm. to function well. And nutrition is one of our tools to be able to support it. And hopefully in a way that actually brings you loads of joy yes yeah 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 Yeah. it's fascinating and um have you had therapy at all and if so what was it like for for you i know you touched on it before was that your is that your only kind of experience yeah in terms of talking therapy it's my only experience Mm. um so i've had you know i've in my own journey back when i was unwell i worked with a nutritional therapist myself Mm. um before i then started qualifying myself but um i did have um a few sessions i think one one two three sessions maybe with a counselor she specialized in mindfulness based counseling which is great as a as a tool but i think yeah her and i just uh personality wise i think it just didn't match very well Mm. Um, and we know it's interesting because we know that um one of the biggest um indicators for positive outcomes of therapy is the connection between you and the therapist so even if um the you know because cbt has the best evidence base for depression Mm. but you can go and see a a different type of psychological therapist um and as long as you kind of have a sense that they're going to help you and a trust and your, your connection is really good that will like double the chances of it being a positive outcome so it's really important if you don't connect with your therapist that it's just not the right therapist for you so I think you know it's an interesting experience and and that you were able to kind of kind of say no that's not right for me yeah yeah that's you know that's that's so good to hear and I think that's such an important message and I was fortunate in that not shortly after working with her, I then stumbled upon nutritional therapy, which is the, the route I then took. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, how important to hear that, you know, if it's not about necessarily the way that the kind of therapy, but maybe just the one practitioner and you, you know, it wasn't the best fit and, and that's all. And then that's, that's okay as well. Yeah. 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 We're all human and we've got, you know, we can't all connect in the right way. Can we? Yeah. And what's nice to hear, must be nice to hear for people, I hope, is that there's other ways to get better. You know, yeah. like you go to your GP and they'll say kind of medication and antidepressant um, medication and mm. um, cognitive behavioral therapy. But there's so many other ways, you know, it's not this. Yeah. There's not this just narrow kind of arena it's so broad and yeah. everybody is very individual in the routes they need to take yes exactly 
do you do you remember booking your first therapy session and going to your first therapy session and what that experience was like because I always think it's so brave of people to make that phone call and book that session yeah so I only have very vague memories because uh, I was you know my depression was really bad and for anyone out there listening know that you will know depression really affects your memory Mm. so I don't remember that much like there are loads of trips that my husband and I know we didn't take we didn't take that many trips but there are a few vacations that my husband and I did I barely remember them at all Gosh, yeah. yeah it's crazy but um I do remember reaching out to her via email at a point when I was just really low so I mm. knew there was this real sense of urgency I needed to get better now this was gonna get on top of me you know yeah um and I remember meeting her but I don't remember much else, you know? I, I remember it not being the right fit. I remember sitting in the room. Uh, I remember instantly bursting out into tears. Um, oh. Yeah, but I don't actually remember what we discussed. Um, it's yes. so interesting. And, and some of the protocols for depression as a, as a therapist is that we keep sessions quite short and we really uh, kind of expect people to forget a lot of information. For us, I kind of... I know it to talk about it every day, but if somebody's got depression, that their memory is hugely impacted. So it's kind yeah. of giving the information in lots of different ways, you know, asking people to watch videos and take handouts yeah. and review every every session because I think that's a, such an important point, you know, that our memory is so affected with depression yeah. and low mood. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. But again, it shows that it's something that is happening in your brain as well. Yes. Right? It's not just yeah. in your mind. You're not making this up. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, powerful. That's really interesting. Mm. And in terms of um, improving your mood, what's been the most important aspects for you? What have been the yeah. things that have helped you the most? Yeah, so I've touched on it in terms of nutrition. Yeah. So that was the very first thing I did. Um, and then following after that, I noticed real improvement. And I had heard so much about tampon is to move your body. So I started running, which, mm. which felt really um, awkward at first. Yes. Um, but I got into it and it gave me such an incredible boost I mm. started I just kept on with it I've I sort of made that plan with myself to really give this a good go and to just stick with it and commit to it and even if I don't have a, a good run I'm just going to go again in two or three days and yeah, yeah I mean I'm doing a um, fat couch to 5k app on my nice. phone at the moment I don't like running at all but I love how it makes me feel afterwards yeah. my day is just a completely different day it's gorgeous yeah. isn't it exactly exactly so then those two things just nutrition and movement they created this upward spiral and i just felt so much better so then i could sleep better as a result of those improvements and i mean even just those three things right sleep is just huge that is one of the things that i'd always prioritize with everybody that came to see me is is helping people get if we can't sleep our brain is not functioning well at all exactly exactly there's I think there's not a single mental health condition that isn't connected to sleep. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's powerful. But then, you know, my own journey, it was about more than that. So I also, I had just recently moved here and I think that was probably a factor why I got ill because I hadn't got the support network, right? I didn't, I didn't have friends back then um, because I was new here. And so cultivating a new friendship was incredibly powerful for me. 
Mm. Um, I also, I was able to change jobs and that felt more meaningful. I then embarked on my training in nutritional therapy, Mm. which just, yeah, that provided me so much meaning and purpose. Um, I learned about mindfulness and self-compassion a lot. I went on, um, when I was feeling better, I went on two meditation retreats and learned a lot about what it actually, how you can deal with your thoughts, how you can deal with negative thoughts better, how you can be kind towards yourself. Um, Yeah, self-compassion was a big part of me getting better. And Mm. it's something, it's just made this big impression on me. You know, I just approached life i've approached myself and other people and suffering in general in a much better and more healing way um yeah. yeah i think we've talked about this before and the importance of compassion and how the relationship with you have with yourself is yeah. you know just so important and it's yeah. you know so yeah and yeah. and i think it you know often when i work with people with low mood or depression and i ask how do you what's your relationship with yourself like are you self-critical yeah. so many people are really really hard on themselves yes. in a way they wouldn't be if they broke their leg or had a physical exactly. condition exactly exactly that yeah it's incredible self-compassion i think lies at the root of a lot of our illnesses and it's a yeah. it's a so I'm, I'm not qualified as a counsellor, but I have my coaching qualification and I always, always, every single client talk about self-compassion and the way you relate towards yourself, to, to yourself. Yeah. It, yeah. it underlies everything, everything. Completely, completely. Yeah. Mm. There's um, a book that I've been listening to. It's quite heavy, actually. I think it's called Mind and Body by, have you heard of Deepak Chopra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, every cell in your body is listening to every word you say. Yeah. So if yeah. you're saying that, I've got no time, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, your, your body and your biology literally speeds up and you age quicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually quite scary when you really think about yeah. it. But it just, he really highlights, you know, how important, our internal world and how we talk to self is for our biological world yeah exactly and sometimes you know with my clients because um often i think that the image with depression is that people are completely unable to, to function in life when actually a lot of the clients i work with they are functioning really quite well in fact they are too busy <laughs> yes that's know, what they, I'm saying, yeah. yeah they are doing a million things they have mm. kids that they need to look after at the moment maybe homeschool as well during you know, the oh pandemic gosh, yeah. um they have maybe multiple jobs that they do and then they have the household to run and the marriage to keep going and friends to meet and maybe they're part of a club or you know other sort of responsibilities maybe helping the parents all these things, right? Mm. We are so busy. We're just not built for it. We're meant to yeah, live in exactly. little communities that are very all support each other. Like they say, it takes a village to bring up a child, doesn't it? And it wasn't exactly. that long ago where there was a huge team of people. Now we're so isolated and doing it all. Yeah. It's yeah. I exactly. think that's one of the things that I've learned from kind of lockdown is that I need to simplify my life. And I thought yeah. I had it kind of going on, given what I did, but I didn't really you know have really pairing things back has made me think realize that actually my life needs to be much more simple and with a lot more rest and space in it for me to Mm. kind of be the best version of me going forward yeah and you know I think so many people 
mm. have that same realization now yeah that's yeah. what I'm hearing I think we yeah. start as we come out of lockdown we're starting to think oh my god there's lots I want to keep and I really hope that there's a, there is a big cultural change in how we look after ourselves and how busy our lives are yeah I hope so I really I hope, hope so. so I hope yeah I hope it won't just be the case that we all have to go back and just sort of readjust to the north the, the normal way of living but rather we can actually take mm. this as, as an opportunity to sort of have a you know we've had the time to rethink but actually to then make those changes happen and to really see yeah that. I hope so I think there's some kind of there's some financial benefits I've worked with quite a few business owners and they I think going forward they're saying to me that oh we're going to keep some working from home which means that if you know if you work from home two days a week you don't go out in your car it's best for your environment yeah. you lose yeah. a couple of hours commute where you can stick a wash on or go for a run or yeah. you know and it's just there's little changes you know so could, because it could be financially benefit beneficial that and kind yes. of the environment that it's it, it's going to, I mean, gosh, you just feel that the world has really healed in these last few months, don't you? With yeah. The, without the pollution. Yeah. So fingers yeah. crossed. This fingers train. crossed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any daily practices that help you with your mental health? Anything that you have kept up that you do on a daily basis? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm really fortunate. So I was able to completely overcome the depression. Um, and it's not something that, I feel it's threatening in the background, you know, uh, looking to come back. Um, but just in general, I, I eat a diet that I know is good for my, my body and my brain. Mm. Um, and, and that's a daily thing. Um, I spend a lot of time out in nature. Mm. That, that in itself just gives me so much meaning in that sense of connection and a chance to rest and restore and give my body and mind the message that, I'm safe and I'm well and things are going to work out. Um, and there's a lot, there's research around that, isn't there? If we go out yeah. and see greenery oh, and massive. stuff. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes I find it even helpful just to look at, say, um, you know, I live on an island, so there's loads of seagulls around. I just watch an, a seagull fly around or just sit, sit on the beach or stand on the beach or stand on a rock. And that is all the seagull is doing. And I remind myself just how much we humans are doing mm. in our days. And actually, when you just take the time to watch an animal and you notice, yeah. okay, this, this is all that they're doing. And that is, that is their <laughs> life. Moment. Yeah. yeah. And we're cramming too much into our days. So nature is this great place of uh, restoring, I guess, a sense of balance for me. Do you live very close to the beach? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Do really you? close. Really like, close. Um, you yeah, hear fun. it from your house sometimes i can see it right now looking at the window oh. um, yeah i'm laughing yeah, i just think that that's a tonic in itself i'm from it north is. wales so i grew up near the sea oh, and yeah. oh i really miss it i mm. hope at some point in my life i live by the sea again it's nice. nice and warm would be yeah really nice. <laughs> but i just yeah, think but... it's so calming about water isn't that yes exactly exactly for me it's the opposite um i grew up in germany in a city oh, well in a town surrounded by cities three hours away from the coast um and now i live on a small island with you know beaches in uh, all directions um but it yeah. sounds like you like it you've adjusted yeah i i do like it i you know like uh there's things that i miss i miss yeah. the hassle and bustle from towns and cities sometimes but mm. i think there is no perfect place for anyone you know yes yeah. yeah 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 
but it sounds pretty special where you are. Yeah, it's <laughs> and is. I love it. You know, your um, Instagram feed is a, is a tonic as well because it's oh, a beautiful island where you live. Yeah, that's nice to um, hear. Well, last kind of question that I ask everybody because I find it just so fascinating is if you could have a conversation with your 15-year-old self, what would you say to her? What would mm. you want your younger self to know? That's such a good question. That's such a good question. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I would say, you know, dif- difficult things will come your way mm. and that you're going to get through them and deal with them and that actually you are going to learn so much from the tough times in your life so much more than in many ways from the easier times that you you know it's going to move you forward and yeah become a wiser person and help you if you, if you really listen to the experience mm. it, it will help you live the life you really want to live um yeah that, I think that's what I'd say that's lovely we do we learn the most from our biggest challenges don't we we really exactly. do and hopefully live a bit more and a bit more fuller because of what we've been through yeah mm. yeah. yeah that's lovely and if people I'm sure are fascinated about what you do and kind of <laughs> would like to know more about you and how they can follow you or work with you if, if people wanted to get in touch what's the best platform for this yeah, it's probably um, my website. So that's claudiasmithwellbeing.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, you'll find you'll find me in all the various places. So you'll find um, my blog post. You'll find my own podcast. Um, you'll find out how to work with me one-to-one. You'll find my resources. I have some free resources that you can download. I also send fortnightly emails packed with value and links to other helpful resources. And then you'll also find me through there on Instagram and um, we can connect over there as well yeah fantastic thank you so much for your time today lots of food for thought <laughs> yeah really enjoyed it chatting. yeah thank you for having me Sarah that's that was great you take care bye